Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. Special edition Tuesday Day Podcast. Day after 4th of July Podcast. The, the fireworks are still going off in the background podcast. That's right, the BBP took the Monday night position off last night, but we are back better than ever, as always. Joined by my two guys, partners. Pals, we I get the uh, the matinee version of Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel today, and I'm excited to see what they uh, what they bring me. Aaron, Chad, gentlemen, how are we? Pretty good. Had a good holiday. Spent some time with family. Cooked out. Had a couple fire pits. Watched some fireworks. Okay. Last night was last night was interesting though. What's that? So I've got some neighbors two doors down. Right. That uh kind of a pain in the ass. Okay. And they let the 13-year-olds, like a group of 10, 13-year-olds, set off at least three, four thousand dollars worth of fireworks, like oh. big ones. And one of them uh went astray, as you would expect, hit my stepbrother in the arm, almost exploded underneath their car yeah that's why you don't let 13 year olds light off uh mortars uh, mortar shells <laughs> into the sky right so it kind of ruined the experience last night oh, yeah, what time man. was that at was that pretty late or was that no it was like was, i mean they're 13 it's not like they were drunk i don't think right. they were drunk i hope it's like 10 10 15 <laughs> wow don't brother was all right yeah, he's all right. It just it just dotted him a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Gosh. No, I don't have any fried chicken for the podcast. Uh, maybe maybe I'll do fried chicken tonight. Long story. Long story. Long story. Deal. Deal. My Twitter Aaron, stalker uh, called oh, me yeah. fat and said that I eat fried chicken every day. And I'm like, well, I'm fat and I eat a lot of fried chicken, but yeah, not every day. Fat people, you know, we eat a lot of things. Fried chicken every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Nate Dog. Um, I'm doing well. I smoke. Yeah. I used my smoker for the first time. Made a, oh. a nice, nice pork butt. Okay. Um, I made one too. I made one for uh, Saturday or Sunday night. Okay. First one turned out really, really well. Had some leftovers today for lunch. Okay. Um, and I also picked up the uh, the new Lindy's. Oh, I have a two page spread in. Let's go, baby! Hey, hey! So that was pretty fun. I found it at CVS. Um, so for those, were you who standing are... there holding it up to everybody? Like this is me. I did tell I, the... I did this. I did tell the lady that was there. I was like, "This is the first thing I've ever been published in." So um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. She gave like, it to you free? No, she was just like, "Oh my god, congratulations!" <laughs> I'm in the midst of a. Celebrity. I'm in this magazine, right? I, I did okay. this. I actually it's, did read that walking through Walmart one time. You did a good job, Aaron. Still unfortunate that they don't put anyone's name in there for whatever reason. I, I don't know what that's all about. but Because I'll they think. want you to think that Lindy is the one that does all of it. Sure. Every single team. Oh. I mean, growing up, I kind of thought that's what it was. I thought it was the one guy just wrote about every single team. I was like, wow, this guy is just extremely smart. Is, but, there, is there a baby <laughs> crying in the background? Yeah, that would be my nephew. Uh, oh, I, I thought 
thought maybe you were telling us. Yep, <laughs> I'm down here in Florida. Had Just a had our pick up my baby. Time I was down here. It was uh, you know, reason I had to come back. No, no, it's my nephew. She's he's, he's running around having a good time. All um, right, but yeah, Florida's been awesome. Uh, I was in in no state for a podcast yesterday, though. Let's just put it that way. Would have been a uh, Dave after dark, after dark, after dark, and then you find Brent. So, good thing that we're doing it here on a Tuesday day. Good thing uh, because there's still plenty of things happen all over the place. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, every time you look down <laughs> at the phone, it looks like there's a new Big Twelve member or or a new non Big Twelve member. And I don't know. We're gonna get all into the realignment talk. But first, you guys mentioned it a little bit on the last nightcap that you did on Friday night, and it was Squat Fest, man. And I tell you what, that was uh, – it was no short of, of what my expectations were. I actually blew them away. Um, this was your first one? Yeah, first time being in there. I tell you what, man, uh, just kind of the the excitement and the uh, – the edge that that Brady and his his squad really puts on it just makes that performance like zero to a hundred. Um, you guys mentioned a few names that kind of caught your eye on on the nightcap. I want you to just reiterate those here on the BBP. And I, I mean, Aaron's going to start with you. I think I know two uh, two speedy guys that really caught your eyes. Uh, but who uh, who along those lines now that it's, How, it's no, a couple whoa, days whoa, removed? Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. Whoa. They, they've already heard who caught our eye. Okay. We want to know who caught your eye. You you were the you were the first timer. We yeah. need your account. Okay. Um uh, well, well Brady Collins caught my eye, I tell you what. Uh you, you know, you mentioned it a little bit on the nightcap, his little uh post game or you know, post workout pre and post game speeches. Of yeah. course he did. I mean, that was a uh like the uh the one line that he said we can't repeat it, but man, it was yeah. it was just bang, bang, bang. It was perfect, but um Man, who really caught my eye? I mean, obviously you've mentioned, you know, Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott. I mean, those two, you just look at them and they are just like rocks and machines. Very fast rocks. Uh I it's gonna be crazy to see what kind of you know different ways that that Gino uses them both next season. Um, but I kind of gone going along the lines of like other main ones that caught my eye. I I like the group that was working out together with it was, you know, Josh Wiley, Jake Renfro, and uh, Ryan Montgomery were all together, and they were pushing a lot of weight. To see Ryan Montgomery in there pushing the weight that that Wiley was on top of what Jake Renfro was, you've got a running back, a tight end, in your center who all the aspired to The are always fascinating to me. Oh, yeah. They because are. It's, not, it's not linebackers and offensive linemen, and, they're like, they're not – segregated into positions you get some weird mixes of like who's with who yeah you absolutely do and and all you know you guys mentioned a little bit uh cory kiner was actually with landon fickle and uh forget who the third one was with like two offensive linemen that he was working out with and, and i kind of like turned to justin williams and i was like i, I was like kind of kind of strange with with kiner with them and he's like like yeah i mean i you know they try and get them like weight wise and you know, what kind of weight that they're pushing. And so obviously that means Corey Connors pushing some lineman level weight right now. And he, he looks good. looks the part, uh, as far as people that really caught my eye, um, man, that Ivan pace was, was really, really fun to see at the end. Cause he kind of, you guys mentioned it in that cap. He kind of was just staring straight dead eyed for a while. Kind of looked like he was just like bobbing his head a little bit, like at, 
Darian Beavers was trying to bust his chops a little bit. He was just like bobbing his head, and, you know, nothing. And then his his brother Deshaun comes over and and gets in there. He's, he's spotting him, and he just goes up and just maxes out, and the whole team goes ballistic. And Ivan just walks away the same mild mannered as he did when he walked up there to to the uh, to the bar. So I mean, it's it's something to see that this guy is. You know, maybe maybe he's going to translate that onto the field as someone who's you know quiet, well mannered, and then goes out there and and fights for his team when he wants to. And uh, I mean, if with that strength, those legs, Aaron, you mentioned you you love legs. I guess is the thing now. And uh, he's, when, he's I mean got when they're when they're wearing shorts to mid thigh, how do you not notice the legs, especially during right. squats? Like, come right. on, man, everybody, right. get out of here. Yeah, but you make it awkward. That's fine. <laughs> It's not that we didn't notice. I mean, I said he's got the, some of the biggest thighs I've ever seen. Yeah. The only person, the only football person I remember seeing with thighs that big were Ryan Matthews from Fresno State. Okay. Yep. And that was one like you saw him on the field getting ready for that game, and you're like, how do you tackle him? Right. Like, how can you get your arm around one thigh to bring that guy down? That's that's the only other guy I've seen with, with Saquon. But I didn't see Saquon live. Okay. Like I'm talking about yeah. that I've like actually laid eyes on and went, yeah. that's that's abnormal. That's that's not human. Right. No. And I, you know, you guys mentioned it as well. I feel like kind of just regurgitating, but still it it looks like Nick Martiner's ready to have a NFL caliber look at me season. Um, I'm so excited about that wide receiver room. Chris Scott looks great, Nick yeah. Martiner looks great. I mean, we mentioned Trey and Tyler, Drew Donnelly, yeah, Jaden Thompson has Jayden an Thompson, added 15, yeah, 20 pounds. How crazy is the difference though between Cincinnati and, and a team like Hawaii that a kid comes here and immediately puts on 25 pounds in months, like mere yeah. months? It yeah. goes to show what how good Brady and his staff are. Mm-hmm. I agree. Brady, he's, he's carrying the weight too. You forgot to do a Danco read real quick. Yeah, yeah. Danco transmissions, baby. Danco We're letting trans- everybody get in here first. Danco. They're, they're in. Hi, Danco transmissions. Thank you so much for sponsoring the BBP and the BCJ. Just go. I mean, go go to Danco. Go see Danco Joe. Tell him. Uh, tell him Chad sent you. Tell him. Tell him Aaron wanted wanted to come in. Show you show off your legs a little bit. Get a get ten dollars off the next oil change there, at Danco. Danco transmission. Big big shouts to Danco. I, you know, and, and and you mentioned it though. Like Martiner looks looks good w- with the added weight. He looks like a, you know, you mentioned a basketball player. And he's got that look of like a, a budding, just long, strong player. <laughs> JQ Hardaway. Yeah, I mean JQ looked good. It, you know, the thing about JQ is that a lot of times you look and you can kind of spot where the freshmen are and whatnot. But he's out there just mixing it up with. All the upperclassmen, you know, he him was like Sammy Anderson, JQ. I, I mean, pardon me, uh, Jaquan Shepard and Arquan was around them a lot. You know, it, it looks like JQ is the one really ready to burst onto the scene. And I mean, he's when you're mixing in with the upperclassmen this quickly, you know, that's uh, signs of a special player. You know, him along with the lines of a couple of other players that you guys mentioned. Um, Quincy Burroughs is, is another one that pops off the page, but. I mean, S- Sincere Lewis and uh, Armarion Smith are two other names that you look at them and they look like they're ready to go out and just hit somebody uh, big time, especially with Marion. He kind of kind of walks around with a bit of an edge to him, it feels like, which 
which is what you, yeah, need you ever watched him hit somebody. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm excited to see it. And Aaron, I, I, after a couple of days though, or did any more names pop into your mind or, well, here's just something that I thought about even more. I know we talked about it, you and I, while we were there. Um, but does it surprise you at all to see like the guys who were here as early enrollees, how well they are mixing it up and, and kind of, you know, as a part of the team, but I feel like you could almost see a, a stark difference, especially in the tug of war game right. when mm-hmm. you had some of the new guys that are here to campus in the last several weeks, as opposed to having been here since spring. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Gillison and Doggett are two guys that are just, yeah. looks like they've been around for a very long time. Uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, you can definitely feel the, the comfortableness, you know, kind of just being able to, it, it seems like everyone also loves uh, Kalen Carey as well. It, 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 you kind of break down all these different players that you mentioned, like the incoming freshmen and now like the, the redshirt freshmen slash, you know, true sophomores. It, it does look like all of them are just taking that next step. I, I mean, miles My- Montgomery is a name that everyone talks around a lot. And I was able to get some eyes on him a lot. And he kind of, he, he looks big. Looks like he's ready to make an impact out on the field as well. I mean, it's just, you know, you you look at all of the players and there's not one that you kind of say like, uh, looks like he could could use a little bit of, you know, working or, you, you know, added things there. What's What you got? Because Chad got a haircut. He was oh. just asking who, who that like was that. over there. Well, it, it, it's like not that. the haircut. He's never seen my hair because I've always got a hat on because I don't feel like fixing my hair for the podcast. But I'm getting ready to go tomorrow to South Carolina. I got to go to oh, yeah. Augusta, Augusta, Georgia in a couple weeks for AAU. Oh, yeah. And then I've got camp coming up. Uh, the hair had to go. A lot of heat. A lot, a lot of heat. Go. You got you got so now that the hair's gone, I don't need the hat to cover it up. There we go. So I just wanted Jeff, Joff, Joffrey to uh, <laughs> make the connection that it was still me. It's still me. I just But you've got the hat. Handy, right there, ready. Oh, it's it's the hats always. Boom. I need the hat. The hat's ready to go. Or, boom. Oh, bang bang. I love it. Quick. You can get yours, or you can get your Bearcat Journal gear over at five one three shirts dot com. Drop down partners. Go to Bearcat Journal. You can get your hat, your shirts, your hoodies, koozies. Uh, you can get all kinds of stuff. Fucking load. Um. Polos, quarter zips. Quarter zips. Yeah. I, the new polos and quarter zips. Those look nice. I know. They're nice. sharp. They're sharp. They are sharp. They are sharp. Do you, I'm do you probably not going to take the, the quarter zip. I'm probably not going to take the quarter zip this week. A little hot. Because uh, I might die if I try to wear that. But I'll <laughs> I'll have the uh, I'll have the red polo ready to go. I mean, they'll have AC in the gym. It'll be all right. Oh, that's the worst part, Brent. <laughs> Is that the gyms are usually like forty degrees? Yeah, and then you walk yeah, you outside, outside and, and it's one hundred and ten. Hits you in the face. <laughs> I believe it. No, I've, I've I've experienced not not quite that that muggy South Carolina you know heat or Georgia heat, but oh, did I ever tell you guys the, the, the story, the Peach Jam story on my my car? No, no. So one of the first times we went to Peach Jam, um. It was, and I hadn't learned the trick yet, uh, which will make sense at the end. But uh, we were in the gym. We got there about nine o'clock in the morning. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. It was time to go get something to eat. So we go back out to the car and it was 103 before the humidity that day. 
Right. Oof. So it was right. gross. <laughs> so we get in the car and you're going to turn the air on, but first you need to let that hot air that is just like built up in your car out. Right. Yep. So I went to roll down the passenger side window and the rubber that like seals the window yeah. had melted to the window. <laughs> That's how fucking hot it was. That's that heat. So but we had to wait until that night to get the window to go down because the plastic had melted. And when we finally got it to go down, you could see the black from where the plastic had just melted to the window. It was gross. That's how hot it is in the South when we go to these events. But yeah, it's like 45. Like if, if you look at Peach Jam pictures, Roy Williams used to bring a blanket from his hotel <laughs> to watch games at Peach Jam. And he'd sit there with a blanket wrapped around him. Everybody's got hoodies and long sleeves. Right. And like in and, and pants. But outside, it's 112. <laughs> you know, normally you everybody gets jacket. sick after AAU season. Put your jacket on to go outside. No, here you got to take no, the jacket gotta, off. Yeah. Yeah. Take the jacket off. You bring the hoodie in your backpack so you can put it on while you're watching games. Jeez. Absurd. <laughs> I'll uh I'll pass on that. It's it's been mighty hot here in Florida. I'll 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 say that much. So I don't uh I don't envy you in the uh in the in and out type type things you gotta do with the car, but um kind of kind of wrapping up more with the uh with the whole squat fest um event. I, one thing I also really love to see, and I'm sure this is something that is kind of consistent with all the squat fests, is that you know you see the the names get called out for the tug of war and a teammate that's instantly there right away to, to jump and, and grab on to the player who's called and kind of be his like buddy and, and anchor, getting the, yeah. you know, get, getting it played off. And then all of a sudden, whenever you do see a, a player get ready to do a, a, a PR or, or something along those lines of a, a max out the a bunch of players run quickly to them and they're, they're right there cheering them on. You know, one of the main ones I saw was, when uh, like Jaheim Thomas got caught up for the for the tug of war, mild mannered Ivan Pace just sprinted over and and pushed everyone out of the way and like latched on to Jaheim. Uh, you know the same thing happened on on the squats. I think it was Evan Prater was doing squats and and Ben Bryant sprinted over from his spot and he was cheering him on hard. You know Jaden Thompson was up there. Evan Prater sprinted over was cheering on Jaden hard. It, you know it, it's just I. Like I said, I'm sure it's consistent a lot of places, but seeing it firsthand, you, you really feel how connected the team is and how much they really are pushing true. each other out. I don't yeah. know that it is consistent in a lot of places. Oh, no, I meant like uh, from year to year with the squat fest. Like, no, uh, yeah, I just meant like it. I don't think it's normal at other schools. Like we talked right. about that uh, a couple weeks ago, how how different it is that that there's not clicks. Like, right. And sure, there are small clicks, but I'm talking about in general, like there's not a divide between offense and defense. There's not a divide between linemen and skill players. Everybody gets along and everybody kind of does it together. I agree. And and so the, the thing is with uh, I did hear from a source about the, the whole catapult high mile per hour runs is that what what that targets is, you know, so. So Tyler Scott could could win, you know, twelve out of the fifteen races, or or Trey Tucker could win, you know, thirteen out of the fifteen races that they do. But Drew Donnelly might have the top speed, and that's just because 
it, it tracks when you hit like 22 miles per hour. It just yeah. tracks that one tracks your top speed. Yeah, it just tracks that one time you hit it. So he could hit the top speed and still lose the race. So I I mean when you see those top speeds, that is just kind of the max out speed. And I, I mean, but they're still pushing and winning races. I mean, it just it's just another tool used by Brady and the staff to just further iron sharpens iron, getting the a competition out of everything. And shoot, they were they were highly competitive on Friday morning. And it was it was exciting. And, and then when that defense came out, they had a little bit of different energy to them. And, and Aaron made a pretty good point. He was like, "Well, I mean, it is two hours later than, than when the offense had to come out there." But you know, defense came out there. Had some wild men, uh, Van Fossen and and Dangle are two crazy guys who are going to be linebackers and really patrol that middle level. Uh, it's all impressive walking out of it, especially what the staff is able to do. Couple times I was giving Brady like smacks on the back, and man, that guy was like sweating through three sweatshirts, and I would slap him on the back. Because he had like, three sweatshirts on. I know my my hand would stick. I'd be like, ay ay ay, gotta give him. A you hug weren't later. upset. Get out of here. Gotta give this man a hug later. Still hasn't washed his hand. I haven't. <laughs> Still smells good too. Yeah. Did you get a look at Noah Potter? Oh yeah, yeah. I turned to Aaron. I was like. Like, that's Noah Potter right there, and, uh, and he just a whole head taller than pretty much everyone. That looks like there. a dude that can help. If if, yeah. if he plays anything like he looks, we're going to be talking about Noah Potter quite a bit uh, one month from now when things start at higher ground. Yeah, I I completely agree. That's Maybe not the demon. speed demon that MyJ Sanders was on the edge, yeah. but just sheer size and length and like power. That, that's going to end up like it happened so late that I think mm. it kind of and it happened right around like Kiner was happening right in yeah. that same kind of window mm-hmm. that I think it got shuffled under the rug a little bit. Yeah, flew I get a feeling out, yeah. by like October, we're going to be like, damn, no Potter was a big ad to yeah. this to this squad. Kind of like a Jawan Briggs feel to it. But even so, Jawan kind of had that. Shortened. Like a tank. Oh no! I meant like just like kind of like as the season wears on, you're like, wow, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. is is a, a pivotal piece to the team. Uh, I mean, one more name we have to mention is uh, Big Dante Corleone, man. He, I mean, obviously, I the the guy's a bowling ball. Uh, so squatting might be a little bit, you know, I don't know, easier for him. It, it might be a lift he likes, but man, he was. He was pushing some hefty, hefty weight, man. And, and probably could have done more. Like, yeah. he didn't look like he was maxed no. out. No. And, and he looks good, man. He looks like he's he's trimmed and he's, you know, kind of has that good feel to it. And, I mean, I think I think Dante is going to be a name. Because what? You know, Dante and then uh, what was the other uh, defensive lineman that was, was getting mentioned? Um, your boy, Chad. the Tom Perry? Yeah, Don Perry was those two guys get constantly get messaged mentioned by the strength staff about how they're making leaps and bounds. They're going to be some some bad bad dudes in the middle. Um, but one question I thought was interesting. Uh, well, real and, quick and, though, like yeah. Brandon, you're going to have to talk with Brent and his work schedule. I like the after, like we get more run on the afternoon shows than we do the nighttime shows. Yeah, we we haven't seen numbers like this even on the late the late the night shows. I I got Fun. lucky with uh I'm still in Florida, got my flight tonight. 
Yeah, but I mean, you might you might need to look into like maybe I'll work a little late, but take a little break in the afternoon to rip out a BVP. Right. I mean, <laughs> if, if the BVP was an hour, I could maybe do like a lunch break. But man, when we get uh, get rolling on some of those long ones, I think uh, I think some people in the office might be like, huh, "Where where did Brent go? Where did Brent? Go? What? Why is Dave saying emergency pod soon? What's happening, Dave? Don't do that to me." Is it the six teams added? Is that Dave's I mean, wife in his picture? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. What, when that was put up there, I was like, was, what, what, wait a minute. Who is Dave, this? Dave, you changed. <laughs> yeah, Dave. But uh, no, I, so one question that Aaron and I were mentioning is just how, first off, Deshaun Pace looks like he looks, he carries himself like an NFL player. You know, you, you look around, you saw Darian Beavers walking around and Sauce walking around and Jerome and, Michael Young walking around, but then you see Deshaun and just the way he carries himself. He's got that that next level feel to it. But I I, I am intrigued to see as this season wears on and and next season and when he does you know head to the NFL, whenever it will be, what his goal would be as far as am I adding weight and and being here or am I trying to become you know one of these these kind of cover slot players that that the nfl has been using more and more often it, it it is just intriguing to see where he projects at the next level because he was walking around on friday and you just he's got a different air to him and uh one that you can just tell he's gonna he's gonna have a monster season and then of course start to get more and more nfl talk i mean i'm, I'm just intrigued i don't know what you think chad as far as what his prospects are because i think he's perfect right now in his role with cincinnati but as as things wears on, yeah. I mean, you know, th- there'll be consideration towards that. I don't, I don't know that he's, um, I don't know that he's fast enough to play safety, right? So I think it, like coverage linebacker is is his future. Yeah. Um, like even as a box safety in the NFL, man, if you get singled out, that you're not going to be able to go to deep, handle yeah. a, a a slot receiver isolating mm-hmm. you, like, and, and going deep, like. Look, I, I just think, like, go back and look at the Rams uh, mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl and the way that they isolated Eli Apple. Right. When uh, Awuzie was was the Bengals' best corner by far. Yeah. And the Rams found a way to isolate Cooper Cup on Eli Apple and it won them the Super Bowl. Like, and, and that's different, obviously. That's two corners, but secondary is secondary. Like, they'll find a way to get their guy on your weakness. Yeah. And with Deshaun, I don't know uh, – NFL speed at safety, but as a linebacker, he can certainly cover in the box and he can hit and he's got great football instincts. Yeah. Um, that's you know, that, yeah, that's the thing about him. It's like, it's, it's just a different looking Jarrell white, right? Like yeah. Yeah. he's going to find the ball, wherever the mm-hmm. ball is, whether it be down the seam, whether it be on the edges, whether it be in the backfield, mm-hmm. Sean Pace just has a way that knows where the ball's at and how to get there and how to make a play. So, yeah. yeah. I, and he, he did it in high school and, yeah. but I think, I think the tweener thing that he had even in high school was something that kind of, you know, didn't, didn't propel him to a, to a high, high rating as far as, you know, stars and whatnot. But I mean, man, he is, he's more than shown that he's ready to be, Everything yeah, then some. Everybody you talked to at Coleraine said, look, this kid's underrated. Like, right. I, I know he, he's getting squeezed because of the position and because of, you know, he doesn't have the uh, the specific numbers, 
but you put the kid on the field, you wind him up, you put yeah. him on the field, and it doesn't matter. He makes plays. And, I and I talked to you when, when I was doing the when I was doing the recruiting roundup during his senior year. I I would talk to you every week and be like, why what how is he not rated higher? And, and I would he say just, he should be. He's just making. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he, he's just making interceptions and, and pick sixes. And then all of a sudden you got a punt return for a touchdown and a, a 12 tackle game. I mean, he's right. a, he's a big time, big time player. A um, couple final, final things to wrap it all up. Cam Jones is a big human being. Um, Accurate. He's it's like big and scary. Hey, there's a, a section of the weight room where the ceiling is probably – it's like it looks like like where a support beam goes across. It's probably yeah. it's probably nine foot, I would guess. Yeah. And as the offense was getting ready to break for the day, they happened to be right under there. And Cam came over and put his hand up and was literally like touching <laughs> the top of this. You know, they're just doing their one, yeah. two, three, bearcat. But he was like just touching the ceiling. He wasn't on his tiptoes. He wasn't raised up. Like he just like that. That was him with his hand up in the huddle. It's like whoa. Yeah, and I i mean, he looks athletic, but now he looks big. That dude and he's looks... got a great mullet. Yeah, oh, he does. Oh, yeah, he does. There is that. <laughs> High-level mullet. He looks ready to uh, to make make plays on and off the field. I'll give you that much. But um, uh, as far as that, other, other kind of things that just stuck out was, I mean, everyone was, like, in there focused, working, but also having a little bit of fun in the process, which – that's that's what you need, you know. It's it. What Brady always says is he wants that weight room to be like, you know, their their temple, but also a place where they don't dread going, a place where they like to go and and get better as a team. And you just saw that throughout the entire day, um, and and even through the end when they're doing the little, you know, lined up in two lines doing push ups, sit ups, and and everything of that sort. They were kind of just having, even though it looked hard for some. It would have been impossible for me, but they were they were definitely doing a lot of a lot of team bonding type things, and it, it it all just translated and looks looks great to me. I love that they were getting called out if they were even remotely close to cheating on any of that stuff. Exactly, and Brady would catch them every time. And uh, it's so funny when they like Brady called him in for the final like you know his his talk and whatnot, and he's like. And they told him to go all lay back down because he didn't feel the enthusiasm he wanted <laughs> coming into him. So go lay back down and then come back up and over here, guys. But no, it was uh, it was an awesome day. So big big shouts to to Brady and uh, to the staff and everyone for for having us there. And um, you know what? For I, sure, we'll have to make it a make it a yearly thing. How about that? Some of us already do. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I guess well we'll timestamp this right here, uh, but it is July, so no sponsor. That means if you'd like to sponsor the timestamps or the mailbag, my DMs, private messages on Bearcat Journal are always open. We'd love to consider bringing you on as a part of the BCJ Network. Hit me up, y'alls. There you go. Timestamp. Boom. Very good. Uh, now it's – go ahead and let's open the floor. Uh, it's, it's happening again. Uh, realignment, left and right. Uh, you guys had the emergency pod uh, for the realignment when when it, it was the UCLA and the USC to the Big Ten talk started last week. And then, of course, now 
it's good to see the Big 12 being aggressive. Uh, that's that, that would be my favorite thing to take out of the last few days um, and, and I guess last few hours. But, I mean, we're seeing anywhere from two, four, six teams that the Big 12 is looking to add from the Pac-12 or the Pac, I mean, whatever they are now. What, are they down to eight? I don't know what they are. They're at 10 They're kind of, for the moment. Yeah, 10 for the moment. Um, I mean, pretty much every national pundit is saying that tongues very good very good um pretty much uh every national pundit it's a little is- more expensive than that <laughs> depends on if he plans on doing five dollars every time or not right. nick hit me up uh, we the, the rates are reasonable and it depends on you know if you want to timestamp the bbp and the bcj podcast if you just want to do one or the other uh, but uh, it's reasonable. Um, send me a DM. We'll work it out. Hop on in. Hop on in. Um, I, I know where you're coming from, and I think that would be a good investment uh, financially. So let me know. There we go. Lock and load. Doing business uh, during the show. Yeah, we like that. That's how we push it through. But uh, Dennis Dodd is the most recent one. Saying that up to six teams from the Pac-12 coming to the Big 12, possibly. Uh, I mean, I, guys, this is something that we've we've talked about for years, and and Cincinnati finally gets in the Big 12, and then of course all all hell breaks loose, and and here we are yet again talking about realignment. But this time, Cincinnati is pretty is, is safely secure in a are we calling it Power Four conference? Now or I, I, don't know. I nothing safely secure. Anymore. I was going to say I, I don't feel safe using the word safely secure. Right. I, let's let, well more safe than sitting in the American Athletic Conference. They're on a, a more this. solid footing now. Right. Yes, right. For sure. But I I mean from all the news that's coming out from every angle right now, I mean where are you guys looking at things going? Are are, are you feeling that the Big Twelve is going to do what? The reports are saying now and, and add up to six teams almost immediately. Um, try and get that worked out. Are you seeing different different angles? You think there is a different angle? I mean, kind of just what are you guys wrapping your head around, or or I guess what's your what's your wish list as far as this topic goes? I don't believe anything. Essentially, in college football, I don't believe anything until Pat or uh, uh, Pete Thamel reports it. Right. Um, that's just my standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of good media folks out there that I, mm-hmm. I think do a good job. I'm not sure I would count Dennis Dodd as one of them, uh, even <laughs> though he's, he's in our network. Um, his, his hit rate is not stellar. Uh, when, but I, Pete Thamel doesn't, uh, Pete Thamel has a very similar philosophy to Bearcat Journal. He doesn't really dabble in rumors and speculation. Right. Like if he reports something, it's happening. So that's why I'm still skeptical of this whole like the Big 12 is meeting with teams from the Pac-12 today. I haven't seen Pete reported. It, it, it came from uh, the publisher of the Arizona site. I'm sure it's it's sourced. I'm sure like you know they have the same media like requirements that all of us do. You would think, mm-hmm. um, but. And, and that tweet from Matt Brown, can you find the tweet from Matt Brown, Aaron, yep. that, I, that I quote tweeted earlier today? I got you. Um, they, the people that are making these decisions aren't talking. 
Like the point of Matt Brown's uh, post was, are, are the people you're listening to connected to the people that are involved in these situations? And my point would be, even if they are, guess what? President Pinto is not answering my call right now to discuss what's going on with the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not how this works. Like, yeah, maybe you've got, you know, you've got a connection on the football staff or, you know, the head basketball coach. But those people don't know. Like, they're not involved in this until the very end. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Darren Savino didn't know this was going down when I was hanging out with him at UCLA 10 days ago or whatever it was. Right. Like, he did not have an inkling. They were not calling Darren into the the president's office. Like, hey, this is what's happening. Don't tell anybody. Speaking from experience, the number of people at a school who really know what's happening with realignment is pretty small and gets smaller the more money is involved. Ask yourself, how likely is the source you're reading actually connected to those people. And my addition would be, even if they are connected to those people, Mm -hmm. well, he goes on to generally are not privy to these conversations. Sometimes even ADs aren't, which is the God's honest truth. Often we're talking presidents, some ADs, very senior conference staff, regents, maybe a huge donor or two, and some in the industry that know how to keep their mouth shut. It's not a big list. It's not. Like that, that's if you've ever wondered why I don't really dabble in that stuff, it's because I've watched it happen. I've watched, I've watched people that are really good at this lose credibility right. and lose their market because they're going out on a limb on everything that anyone tells them, right? And they're running to the internet and they're reporting it. There, there's a new good. Well, I was just going to say, like, let's go back to when UCLA and USC were even announced going to the Big Ten. Nobody knew what was happening, right? So just because we have an idea that things are going to start shuffling right now doesn't mean that anybody's going to talk. I think the proof is in the pudding right in the USC-UCLA move, right? Like, Correct. Absolutely. Without, like Texas-Oklahoma blew everybody away. I, I, Justin told yeah. me, like, Nicole, Nicole Auerbach, who's like the, the, the big reporter at The Athletic on mm-hmm. college football things. Yep. She got, she like was getting wind that something was off the morning that 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 announcement happened because all of a sudden, and then how do you usually get wind? Everybody stops taking your calls, right? Nobody will answer your texts anymore because they're not going to be the one that was responsible for the news leaking. Like the only reason we found out about Texas and Oklahoma was because Texas A&M got wind of it. And tried to stop it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason we found out about Texas and Oklahoma before it like it would, would have come out the day that it happened. Right. If Texas A&M had not tried to sabotage the process to keep Texas from getting into the SEC. So the new thing that's happening, what I was going to get to, Aaron, is the guy at Arizona, the guy that runs the Arizona site, basically the me of Arizona 24-7, reported that the, that the Big 12 was going to talk to Arizona, Arizona State, right. Colorado, and Utah today. And mm-hmm. what happens then? Everybody, pretty much everybody, runs with reports say right. yeah. that Sources this is going to happen. Yeah. 
So nobody would touch it with their own words. Yeah. But they want the clicks because this is a clicks game. Now clicks get money. Right. And and that's how we're all driven. I'm an idiot because I don't do this. I know I'm an idiot for not doing it, but I'm not attaching my name to something if if I don't have it sourced, if I right. don't have it locked down, I'm 100 percent confident that this is happening. I'm not even going to, to, to put my name on report set. Yeah. Because when you start doing that, yeah, the, the big 10 ADs didn't know about it until the news broke Thursday. Some of them, nobody in the PAC 12 had any idea this was going down. Like we know one of the few people that knew this was all happening. And that's why he wouldn't have lunch with me last two weeks ago. Because <laughs> he didn't want Mike Bone going, hey, buddy, guess what? It's shame not here next week. We would be in the Big Ten. <laughs> and then he'd have to, like, walk it back. <laughs> I'm right. kidding. But, kinda. like, kind of. <laughs> but, like, that's the reality of this, man. Now, it, it gets a little different when the first domino drops, Right. So the, the domino dropping, obviously, this time around, UCLA and USC. And right. then everybody starts to scramble. But still, man, like presidents aren't calling media people. Presidents and chancellors aren't calling media people and being like, hey, we're, we're talking to the Big 12 today. What do you right. think about that? This all reminds me of like – this all reminds me of like Survivor or like um... – the real world road rules challenge or whatever on MTV where like you find out that somebody's going to get voted off and now everybody's scrambling to try and figure out how to get that person not voted off, but get the other person voted off. It's the same Form an right? alliance. Yeah. Which we saw the thing. alliance. Literally, it's, 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 it's reality television playing out in college sports with a lot more money on the line. We, we, we're down to a vote this week. Are you with me? Or are you against me? Like uh, this, this alliance though is not really working out for anyone. Not big 10. Right. The, the big 10 is wait, well, the, the big 10 is the guy that wins survivor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They played the other, like, them all. they played their two closest allies. Tricked them all. And those two people are going to be pissed at tribal council. <laughs> <laughs> the after show is going to be where all truth comes out. There's no doubt about that. No hey, doubt about Aaron, that. Can you can you uh, can you time out Robert for a while? <laughs> <laughs> so it, you got a five minute timeout, Robert. Is this also kind of a you know you want to be the first to break it type thing as well? Because um, I mean, I, if you're kind of just throwing crap at the wall and, and seeing if it sticks, I you can eventually hit sure, on something. But, but that's been my point, and I've watched a lot of people that have had a considerable market share in this industry right. lose their market share because they're just throwing stuff as much stuff against the wall. And guess what? You better hope one of those things hits. Right. Right. Because if not, the music stops and there's right. just a bunch of shit on the wall. Right. Like yeah. it's not shit. There's just stains from the shit falling off of the wall because nothing's stuck. Like right. it's just a dangerous, like, my stance is this is like an intended to be my profession from here on out. I'm not looking to do anything else or go anywhere else. I'm happy with this and doing this. And like, you don't know the angst I feel at the thought of Cincinnati getting left out again. 
right? Like, because that yeah. could that could that fucks with my money. <laughs> Ultimately, I don't like that. So I, I don't know. It, it's are we talking about if like there's a two, two just two monster? Or if like if, if worst case scenario, Pac-12, Pac-12, Big Twelve merge merge oh, and yeah, the new yeah. schools that are coming get cut because we saw that happen in the past where there's a reshuffling after the reshuffling, mm-hmm. like TCU was supposed to be in the big East and they ended yeah. up in the big 12. Like I, I, that's not to say, I think that's going to happen, but for me, I'm not comfortable. Like we talked about when just five minutes ago, I'm not comfortable predicting anything yet. I, I think the big 12 has done a good job finding itself in a much stronger position than they were this, this time, you know, 13, 14 months ago. Yeah, but until decisions are made and teams are on the field playing each other in mm-hmm. 2023 or 2024, whatever it's going to be, like I'm not comfortable predicting any of it because I'm not privy to those conversations about what's happening behind the scenes, and I'm not going to pretend to be. Right. And and I'm not going to like take one person who's got. I don't know what their source is. I don't know, like, you know, maybe they're, they're talking to uh, the compliance person. Well, the compliance person's not going to be in those meetings. That Maybe they're talking to the recruiting coordinator. They're not going to be in those meetings. Like, I, I want to make sure before I jump on anything that that it's legit. Right. And and I'm not connected enough to, to make that happen. And, and, like, know your scouting report, right? <laughs> I, that's but, just my stance on it. Like I know a lot of people out there disagree with the way we've handled it, but I've seen it hurt too many, too many businesses. I mean, I think we've got a, uh, a pretty, pretty strong realignment thread though. And in, in, in the past that has, that has uh, enough, enough on there to, to keep anyone happy. But um, I think it was confirmed though, that, you know, Brett, Brett, your mark came out saying that the big 12 is going to be aggressive and looking to, you know, I'm sure they are add or, or do whatever's best for them moving forward. Um, Well, I mean, they have to be because the sec and the big 10 have played their hands, right? Like the four biggest names, if you'd have asked who the four biggest names, not in those conferences was 15 months ago, there's a pretty good chance you would have settled on Texas, Oklahoma, USC and UCLA. Right. Now maybe there's some dispute over UCLA as, as four or whatever, because mm-hmm. football hasn't exactly been, you know, a storied history. Right. right. But, I mean, you get the Rose Bowl. You get the the number one college basketball program of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, you get everything that goes with UCLA. Like, those were those are the top four free – well, they weren't free agents at the time. They weren't even restricted free – I guess restricted free agents would have been uh, – would have been the, the qualifier. But mm-hmm. – you're only a restricted free agent if the the uh, exiting institution can match, and there's no way those leagues could match what the Big Ten is offering. Like, right? I don't know. I mean, I just it, it's going to be funny when you know you have a uh, when you know Wednesday night or or, or Thursday night game and at, at Paul Pavilion in, in UCLA, and then you got to travel all the way over to to Piscataway for a Saturday noon tip off against Rutgers. I a, think they'll do everything they can to, to avoid to it. Make I sure agree, that but doesn't happen. The, yeah. uh, the the slight chance that 
you've done everything you can, but that has to happen could could possibly be out there because we, I mean, we mentioned it in the AAC when you know you got to travel one one place and then go a pretty far distance on a quick short you know time span right. and, and play the next game. So I mean, that's just it's getting crazy. That's I think it's going to be insane. more interesting than seeing UCLA and USC play in the snow. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It'll be interesting but, because I, I mean, it's gonna have to happen. And I mean, you know, we mentioned, you know, we make fun of, of uh, USF coming up and, and and UCF coming up, and you know, having like heaters on the sidelines when it's like you know fifty degree weather on yeah. a on a nice after you know fall afternoon in Cincinnati. It's I, November I, and the high at, at nine p.m. is forty eight degrees and yeah. Even in Robert, the uh, Kathy, Kathy has requested that we no longer make UCF jokes. So we don't <laughs> oh, do that here. In the sun, it's still 70 here. degrees on those same days, too. Yeah. Like. yeah, it's 70 during the day, and it drops down to, like, 52 at night. I mean, I've seen USF do it. Like, it was a beautiful 72-degree sunny day in Cincinnati. The game was at 7 o'clock, and – and they had the not only the heaters but the heated benches and like the the coats on the sidelines. No part of it. No part of it. Well, luckily we don't have to worry about the bowls anymore past this season. But uh, yeah. that other one's still still going to be hanging around. Um, I I guess if you had to take one way that that you feel would be the best for the Big Twelve to go. It would, it would have to be to add those six teams, right? That that have been that have been floating around and just continue to try and you know compete against what the SEC and the and the the um, Big Ten have, have created now. Just these monster conferences, because you know, like you guys have mentioned, the the merger or the, or the other option would be probably not what Cincinnati would want, and that would be the Pac-12 being the more aggressive one. I saw what they were. Moved up their their date for uh, or deadline for a new TV deal, I believe, is, is what they're throwing out there. I don't know if that's kind of a, a desperation shot that they're taking or. Well, yeah, what, what they've done basically is they've opened negotiations. So their TV deal is done after 2023. Right. So they don't have a TV deal going forward. You're supposed to get a window that's a little closer to that to open your TV rights. Right. Um, but they have now what they're essentially trying to do is get a value from ESPN or Fox on what it's worth so that they can tell the 10 teams. This is what we're worth mm. on the open market. I I don't know that that's a great idea because I don't know you're going to like the answer. Right. Like, especially when you're considering we're now talking 80 to $100 million valuations for each team in the SEC and the Big yeah. Ten. And that's what started this to begin with, <clears throat> excuse me, was USC and UCLA going, we're going to get 40, maybe 50 if everything breaks exactly right, and they're going to be at 100? Right. That's, we're playing a different sport at yeah. that point in time. Yeah. So that's what started this. So I don't know, like, is that really what you're going to get to entice Big 12 teams to leave? Mm-hmm. Is a bad valuation from TV because it's just not, like, we've already learned it's not all that valuable having 
the West Coast games, they, they don't draw eyeballs, and yeah. you just lost LA. Yeah. I mean, Rage Against the Machine battle for Los Angeles, like Ohio won. Ohio now owns Los Angeles. Right. Cincinnati in the already sports did. world. Cincinnati well, yeah. already did. You see. <laughs> there you go. Well, I and in Chicago owns it now too. I it's just it, that is just insane to me. Uh the the rivalries are are done that that the Pac-12 ever had and uh, now we are here at this at this new new thing. I it's just I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's just it's, it's, it's the race for number 3, Brent. That's all it is yeah. at this point. It's literally just the race for number 3 and and you know we already kind of hinted to it but we all have are buckled in hoping praying that Cincinnati somehow ends up in that conference that positions itself to be the new number 3. Yeah, and so what everybody knows is there's going to be two. And yeah. there is room in college sports for three and potentially four. Right. Like, I, I've always agreed with the fact that it's probably going to go to a four-conference, like a, a four-dominant conference yeah. model Right. Um, that, that leaves everybody else so far monetarily behind that, again, they're playing – Chess and everybody else is playing checkers, for lack of a, a better right. analogy. Um, I don't because the way college sports is set up. I know there's been all this talk about an NFL model and and forty or fifty teams between those yeah. two conferences. I think the public would reject it. I really do. Like I don't think I agree. Like, this is this is not the NFL. This is not no. You know. The NFL, there's a a part of like, you know, Cincinnati, the Bengals have fans all over the region. It spreads down into Lexington, into Louisville, Columbus, you know, over into Indiana a little bit. But the Colts, you know, Mm -hmm. also share that market. The Browns and the Bengals markets overlap. You know, West Virginia, there's a ton of people that are fans of Cincinnati sports. That doesn't work in college. Like West Virginia fans aren't going to decide to root for Ohio State because West Virginia got left out. No shot. Right. right? So I I don't think the pro model works for a lot of reasons. I don't think the American Athletic Conference worked. Yeah. Remember how we talked about like the problem the AAC had in recruiting was when you grow up in the Midwest, you want to play in the Big Ten. When you grow up in the South, you want to play in the SEC. When you grow Mm -hmm. up on the East Coast, you want to play in the ACC. When you grow up in L.A., you want to play in the Pac-12. Nobody grew up wanting to play in the American because when these kids were born, the fucking conference didn't exist. Right. You know, and and, and you're losing these rivalries, and it's just going to make people care less. Right. watering down the sport, yeah. And, and you're forcing people to, to be something that, that they're not in order to get the type of market share to make this matter. You're not going to have that. Like you're just not like you're going to have, you know, an entire West coast. If the PAC 12 blows up, you're going to have an entire West coast. It's just going to say, you know what? Screw college football. Right. And it's, it's just not going to be part of their lexicon anymore. And a sport is going to be able to survive with basically nothing east of the or west of the Mississippi besides 
UCLA and USC and what, Nebraska? Like, that's not how it's going to work. I, I, I just don't see that as being feasible. So there's going to be room for at least two more. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Big 12 has a chance to position itself as one of those two. I was going to say, somebody brings up, and I've been waiting for you to kind of finish your thought, but maybe this is where we see something finally happen over here in the States that represents the Premier League, where you have some type of relegation. I love it, but it's never going to happen. No, because people are greedy and want their money. The end. Yeah, I would love if, like, if if we talked about this on the, the live show Friday, if there was some form of, like, okay, the Big Ten partners with the Big 12, and the SEC partners with the ACC and the bottom three teams in each of those two leagues, you're out. And the top three teams in each of those, the other two leagues, you're up. And like Dave said, they have to meet on the highway uh, in between and drop the bag, drop the bags of money. Okay. Well, we had the money last year. Here's the extra $50 million this year that you guys get. Because at the I, end of the day, nobody wants to see your Vanderbilts and your Rutgers and your Maryland's and like, except for maybe the fan, like the diehards of those teams. But how many do you really have? Like that was kind of the argument when Rutgers and Maryland joined the Big Ten. Like, I don't know. I, I think at some point you're still going to have the haves and the have nots just on a different level. And if you go with two super conferences, nobody's going to want to play you from the other conferences unless the stacks are crazy simply because what are you playing for? Because they're not going to allow you to go into their playoff for a piece of the national championship. At that point, you're going to be playing for your own national championship. And it's going to be never looked at the same as what the sec versus the big 10 championship is. It's all going to be bullshit. This is the fascinating part, Robert. Is there going to be relegation of, or not relegation necessarily, but a, uh, a booting out, of the bad teams in those leagues, Vandy, Purdue, Rutgers, et cetera. Um, At some point, I would think. Well, if you- here, here's here's where it gets interesting because this this kind of – remember what went wrong with the Big East? It was that the original schools of the Big East knew they needed football, so the basketball schools invited football in, then you created a divide. Yep. And you had the basketball people over here – football people over here and their interests weren't aligned. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's take Texas, for example. Right. Texas has been a problem forever, whatever conference they were in, because Texas wanted to be the boss. Right. So let's say Texas is in the sec for five years, right? Now they're comfortable. They got their feet up on the coffee table Got their hand down their pants, Al Bundy style, watching some TV. At what point does Texas go, you know what? Why is Vandy getting some of my money? Kind of happen. Yeah. Like, and that's how it's going to happen. Like, I, I don't see the schools that have been together forever kicking out of Vandy. Right. Right. Like, I, I don't see Kentucky, Tennessee. But, Florida, but, but the newcomers Florida. could be the ones that start to start. Right. So, so then Texas gets Oklahoma in their pocket, right? And then Texas A&M goes, you know what, you're right. And they talk you're to right. Bama, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, Bama's back, like, back to the what? survivor analogy where you have the merging yeah. of the camps. Right. right. And all of a sudden, then, the people who were 
partied up or no longer allied and you got yeah. just shit hitting everything like it's it's gonna be madness it's gonna be it, pure madness. that's aaron you're a fucking genius because i haven't seen it you need to write this article <laughs> i haven't seen it mentioned in these terms yet but all we are watching is survivor is college football survivor reality show it's <laughs> Well, it's not, not just any reality show. It is specifically at least Survivor. For right. the record, I have not seen anyone say I'm not stealing this from anyone. I hey. have not seen this anywhere on Twitter or social Stamp media it. of any any Stamp support. It. <laughs> just saying, you got to find the hidden immunity idol so that you're safe. Right, right, like right, right now, Vandy's got the idol, but yeah. you know somebody might make them play that at tribal council, and then they're not going to have the idol. Then they're going to be exposed. I'm not shedding a tear for anybody. Um, because everybody's acting in their own best interest. You have right? to, right? How 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 do Boise and Memphis advance now? I, would you go join? What's if there's anything left of the Pac-12 or the ACC or whatever is left? Whatever the fourth best, you you have to put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah, try your hardest. Yeah, I, but it's, if not, like SMU, like it's hard. <laughs> at, some, at some point, well, I mean, a couple of things. First off, Pac-12 really shot themselves in the foot with the with the whole you know college football playoff expansion uh, yeah. and how they you know didn't put their hat in for the twelve team, but having one member from what was it, the top six you know conferences. Yeah, the, the auto bid. Yeah, I, I still can't believe these school these these conferences rejected the auto bid. When the auto bid was the only thing that was going to guarantee your safety because it allowed you access to the championship. Right. The, right. the short-sighted ignorance of yeah. all these. These are supposed to be smart people. That's what happens when you're arrogant, though, Chad. They've never been told no. They've never been like in a position to where they're the ones getting shit on. And now all of a sudden, fast forward, when Texas and Oklahoma leave, when UCLA and USC leave, now you're in a position where, oh, that arrogance – just slapped you in the – I mean – Right. That arrogance slit your throat. Yeah. They wanted to be the that, only power five. Now they're running out to even be a power five. It's like – Right. <laughs> and all they had to do – all they had to do was agree to the 12-team playoff. That's it. All they had to do was say, we're in. And and who knows? Then none of this happens. Maybe – yeah, maybe then UCLA well, then, and, Yeah, because, well, USC and UCLA in that scenario have an easier path right. to a championship. Correct. Because, like, if you're in USC, you're looking around and going, I got to beat Oregon. And if I beat Oregon, and that's I'm going to be playing in the, in the playoff. And then the conversation and you know what they with said the team deals Utah. is a lot easier as well. You know what, you know what the, the commissioner or the, the people that run the conference said instead? Well, it's not fair because the SEC will get four teams every year, and we want two. Now you're going to get zero, and you might not even have a conference, dumbass. Yeah. Well, I mean – you could still make that argument for USC and UCLA in the new. They're going to have money, but it doesn't mean that they're going to have a good shot. Oh, no, there's a 12 appearance. team playoff. Make no mistake. It's going to be, be four SEC and four Big Ten teams <laughs> of the 12. It'd be six and six. They're not going to let anybody else in. Well, they they have. That's that's the other thing that everybody talks about. And we'll hit on it just for a second because I, I don't. In the grand scheme of UC, it doesn't matter much yet. Mm-hmm. But there's this talk of the SEC and the Big Ten, like, breaking away and staging their own championship. Right. Let me ask you this. When have the SEC and the Big Ten agreed on fucking anything? They are literally 
in a game of I'm better than you. Like yeah. literally in the middle of a game of my dick is bigger than yours. Right. You think they're all of a sudden just going to be like, okay, cease fire. Now we're friends. Like I said, on Friday, there's no superpowers. Randy Macho Man Savage, Hulk Hogan hand, hand, handshake coming here from these two conferences. If anything, you know what they're going to do, Brett? Yeah. The SEC is going to have a four-team playoff. Right. And declare the SEC champion. That way, The Big yeah. Ten is going to have a four-team playoff and declare, declare the, the Big Ten champion. Way. Yeah. And they're going to say we're the national champion. I, You know what? I do the think, though. I do think if it, if it does become four super conferences, then I I do think the NCAA would start to be a little worried. Um, as far as you know, with with those four big conferences peeling off and having it be their own why, type thing. Why it already because is. money because it money already I, is right. No, I know. The NCAA I've, has no control. No, I. Why would you break away all they from have? NCAA? All they have is what the the NCAA tournaments. The the one thing that the NCAA kind of has. Basketball doesn't matter. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying in their corner yeah, right it. now. That's that's all they the have. The NCAA makes zero dollars off of football. Right. No, I I agree. I agree. It's it. I just have a buddy that works in the NCAA, and he's he was he's saying like it's a little little nerve wracking right now with with all this going on and all these powers sure. throwing themselves this way and that way, and and things are getting a little. You know they're getting a little leery in there. They're but I, they're concerned I, where the, where the future is heading. Maybe they break away. Maybe I'm dead wrong on this long term because they've done so much stupid shit that anything is possible. Right. But the NCAA already takes the fall for everything bad that happens in college sports. Yeah. Even though they have no say in college right. football, none. True. True. None. Yeah, because college football playoff is its own. Thing. It's own separate entity because it's they would not. never allow the NCAA to get their hands on that money. Right. Never. Never. Right. You've already got the fall guy. True. The NCAA is run by the presidents of the universities. Yeah. They set the policy. They set like they control everything. Yeah. So why would you give up that cover? That's true. For no yeah. reason. No, I, I agree with that. I and, and the answer would be money. Um, that seems like it's the answer all the time for these questions. But I, I mean, if 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 someone threw crazy amounts of money in, in a TV deal to say, hey, listen, peel away. Even in basketball, we want to start our own, you know, not NCAA tournament, but Big Four basketball tournament on top of things, and then get the rights for that, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, maybe, but you still uh, the the problem there is Brent, and I'll get to your your hot take in a second, Zach. Thank you again for the donation. You're awesome, Tom. Thank you. Um, if they break away, you know what they still need? They still need a governing, governing body, body because you yeah. have four different entities. You have four right. different conferences that don't agree on anything. They're from different regions. They're they're run by people of all different. Ideologies, yeah. like they're never going to agree on anything. So, guess what? They will need. They will need a governing body. Right. So then they will break away from the NCAA and form their new version of the NCAA. That okay. seems like a right. lot of work yeah. to get to the same goal. The NCAA has already granted these conferences autonomy, which means 
you are allowed to do whatever yeah. the fuck you want, and we're not going to do anything about it. Right. Right. It'd be also be interesting for the non-football basketball sports. What happens to them? Are they still part of the NCAA? Do God. they have – I mean – they don't make money, so they're gone. I mean, if that's where we're headed, that's where we're headed, right? Like, if we're really leading to the NCAA, I mean, a, the, the, the four conferences or two conferences breaking away from the NCAA, it is going to be the end of Olympic sports as we know it because they don't want to fund them to begin with. Yeah. And, I, you know, I and I personally don't want them. I, my favorite thing about college sports is the is the fact that it is actually college sports? I like I don't want it to be you know the NFL Junior League or you know the the NBA Developmental League with 160 teams now. You know what I mean? I, like it already I, is right. I know it is, but I'm it just saying. Is. But uh, you still get some sort of re- semblance where you can turn on and watch you know college baseball, you know college World Series and and different things of that. Like I I still like the pageantry behind that. Yeah. Ooh, easy. Hot take. If this Pac-12 implosion happened last year, there's no way UC makes it to the Big 12, and we're asking if they can be in the fourth best league. True. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's factual. I think that's a because take. if if USC and UCLA and Oklahoma and Texas all left at the same time, there would have been a very simple Pac-12 Big 12 merger. The end. The end. Yeah. And then you wait to see what happens with the ACC and you hope you get a life raft from the ACC after the ACC gets rated, whenever that may be. 2030. So that's not a hot take. That's just, yeah. Yeah. Things happened so far, so far about as perfectly as they could have played out for Cincinnati. But in true Cincinnati, in true Cincinnati fashion, we're all worried about when the sky is going to fall. <laughs> right. True. Well, well, because good things can't happen for us. It, it it's no, gotta something has to, to happen. Nice the second that something good happens, something equally as bad, usually worse, is gonna happen as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been since 1990 since the city has celebrated a championship of any sort. Gosh, we were so close randomly. This, this was a fun last football season, but uh, but man, yeah, I. I mean, it's still – I'm not going to let it take a sour taste to the fact that we are heading to the Big 12 for me. Um, that's just my personal stance, and I'm I'm liking the way that, that your, ma- your mark's coming out and he's being aggressive and it's a different feel to it where he's – you know, it, it seems more of like a big be- big business well, mentality that he's taking. How scary, is, how scary is this if Bolsby is the one in charge right now, right? <laughs> I'd be terrified. Uh, yeah, I uh, – I'm still hanging my hat on the fact that in when July 1st, 2023 rolls around, Cincinnati will be in the Big 12, and whatever chips fall leading to that, hopefully they're all falling our way, uh, Cincinnati's way. So um, anything else on, on this realignment? I'm, I'm sure it'll be a topic for the next few weeks. Um, but obviously – Dave wanted, Dave wanted me to let you know that, that his wife walked by, looked and said, is Aaron in a locker room? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind yeah, of. What of it? Nothing. It was just her. It's just like she just walked by as he was watching the show. Yeah. It's like, is Aaron in a locker room? Kinda. No, it's, 
it was just kind of cool that they had this here when I started podcasting down here. And then why would I move something that looks like that in my background? It's, it's fantastic. Cool. It's cool. I mean, what's in the lockers? Cool stuff? Toys and coloring books and hmm. silly stuff for the kids. Oh. I don't think I'm going to get the locker, by the way. Yeah, I didn't think that you had any shot at that. I thought I had a shot, and then I found out it, Dude. it, it wasn't the person making the call that I thought was. Oh, yeah. By the way, how how was that, guys? Well, let, Are we let, allowed let's, to discuss let's on time, here? Or? Let's timestamp first. Yeah. Before we move on to any more conversation. Timestamp, just uh, have this one. If you would like to sponsor, you'd like to be a member of the BCJ team. You can sponsor the timestamp. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up uh, private messages on Bearcat Journal uh, if you're interested. It just all all inquiries uh, accepted at this point. Insanity timestamp. There you go. Conference chaos. I like alliteration. The, the uh, Survivor edition. <laughs> Conference chaos. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys are, are we allowed to discuss what? You did after Squat Fest? I had to, I had to run. We can't get into great detail. Okay. Okay. But um, we did, we did get a sneak peek at, at the new Bearcats locker room, and it's, it's going to be nothing very short impressive. of incredible. Yeah, very impressive. Big, uh, big hat tip to uh, no, 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 no. yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so pretty much that conference realignment is crazy. <laughs> Survivor edition um and then outside of that yeah that's that's good let's let's talk a little football uh, sorry basketball and then uh we'll touch on recruiting and then close this up with the with, with the mailbag let's not a ton of mailbag questions although right doing these we we get a lot in the chat so that's kind of we'll see acted as an afternoon de facto mailbag there you go there you go um basketball I'd, I'd say some of the top things from this past weekend, obviously, would be kind of Rayvon Griffith blowing up. Uh, I don't know if that's kind of the the main thing that you guys are able to draw away. Um, with Bronny. With, with Bronny. With, back it? with Bronny. So that's back the thing is those two were teammates. Uh, tonk stamp. Are you going to do, donate $5 in tonk stamp every time stamp until we get a sponsor, Kyle? I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm totally here for it. Whatever's clever, man. Landers Nolly is eligible. Yeah. Landers Nolly has, has been eligible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw that uh, Abdullah Dome might have another year of, of eligibility. <laughs> uh, something that I did not know. What a weird interaction that all was. <laughs> but um, yeah. Rayvon. Suited up with uh, what? They're the blue chips, right? I think is what they're. I don't are. know. Yeah, it was some like international thing, right? Well, it they're the old. It's their old. Yeah. Grade school AAU team that they had back in the day, where you know Cups and and Ravon and and uh, Bronny and and LeBron was in attend was in attendance and, and kind of. Kind of watch it, and it was the fact that uh, Ravon was the one that was kind of blowing up and and throwing down some monster dunks. He, he had another one that was close to being another monster dunk that, uh, you know, he uh, tried to yam over someone, I believe, and, and w- went off the back iron. But still, it's he's morphing into 
what looks like a quintessential stud at the next level. And he was with uh, on what the, the visit was last Friday, I believe. He was in town with uh, with McKinley Wright and Tyler McKinley. Tyler McKinley, and and if that continues down that path, and and Ravens continue to blow up the way that he is, and and you know just obviously be the high level player that he is, and I can't can't hurt that McKinley is the one that yeah. also sees Ravon and and his buddy well, Ravon. They were in town because they they live here. But well, yeah. they were on campus, on campus for an yeah. unofficial visit, did a little photo shoot together. Tyler McKinley has referred to Rayvon as a big brother. They work out together a lot, like they're close. Um, so nothing but – so July 1st was was the cutoff for a dead period. Like you can't right. be on – recruits can't be on campuses now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got them in right at the wire, got the two of them on campus – kind of getting a feeling of what being teammates would, would feel like putting on the red and black together. Yeah. Like that's as good as it gets from a recruiting standpoint uh, on two guys that, that you really want to be part of the Cincinnati program going forward. So yeah, that was a big deal. I mean, obviously that it doesn't hurt when then you see a couple of days later, LeBron James is, is hyping up uh, Rayvon as he, Never a bad thing. Throws down monster dunk after monster dunk. Um, the basketball team, are they – it looks like they did their, you know, end of the summer workout. They, you know – No, they're, they're, it's kind of the halfway point. Okay. So it runs, it runs through July. June and July are summer workouts. Mm-hmm. There's generally a break, 4th of July week, where everybody gets to go home, uh, you know, hang out with their families for a couple of days. Uh, and that's the same for football. So football and basketball are gone mm-hmm. uh, this week from campus. And then football will come back and start what they call OTAs, which is just a lot of on-field with your your peers, offensive line working out, defensive line working out, you know, offensive skill working out, defensive skill working out together right. uh, as they get ready and prepare to head to higher ground. Uh, and basketball will come back and jump back into uh, their summer workouts and a little bit more team stuff. Uh, if, it, if it holds true to form the way it's been, the first half is more individual stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when they come back, it's more team-oriented, um, getting a, a chance to get on the floor uh, with, you know, with a, a full unit more often. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we've got coming up. Uh, hopefully – open gyms fire back up because those have kind of went away the last couple of weeks, which is right. unfortunate. Yep. Uh, but that's just scheduling. And uh, one night Wes had the team over at his house. One day, as we saw in some of the videos, the team all went to Kings Island. Took their talent those, to Kings Island. Yeah. Those have all been in lieu of uh, open gym, which I have uh, complained about to the highest authorities. Um <laughs> that I'm not allowed in summer workouts. So I, I need open gyms right. and you need to think about the BCJ members and, and their access. Did, uh, did it fall I, on, on deaf ears or probably. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest a lot of things. It doesn't mean anybody listens to me. Right. Right. Uh, 
But I, you know, it, it, it is good seeing those videos, though, at like Kings Island and whatnot, because I, especially in basketball, if you're able to, to build a team together with with the chemistry off off the court, that's only going to help the chemistry on the court as well. Um, and it seems simple to, to say that, but just you just see how much it looks like this team really just has fun with each other, likes each other, uh, yeah. loves Wes. I like Wes. Wes looks like just like a. You know, speak of older brother, it just feels like an older brother of, of theirs, just kind of their, their until they're on the floor, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But the you know, I, that yells at him, right? <laughs> but Wes, Wes is knocking down some threes at the uh, the old Kings Island. Uh, yeah, like I said, you, you like Wes Miller was a five nine walk on that played at North Carolina, started, he can shoot. Like yeah. he can shoot. He, he wasn't there for his boyish, boyish good looks. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I think I know, that, although the female members of the fan base will disagree. There we go. <laughs> no comment out of me there. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Aside from that, um, I mean, it's, his release looks smooth though. Landers looked yeah. like he was knocking down some threes there. So I guess the rims are regulation size, unless they're really, really locked in on those. Or they're not, and those or guys they're can not. just shoot. They're locked in. And uh, I am going to tip my cap to my own self a little bit. Uh, knocked in two shots at the, the boardwalk in Disney. Bingo, bango, bongo. was able to get my nephew a little, little basketball, a little celebration basketball. But uh, that's about all I got out of that. Um, aside from that, I, I mean, the team, we, we were able to walk by the monster factory on our way to squat fest. And I, you know, I've peeked my head in. It, it, it looks awesome. Uh, as, as awesome as it looks in the videos. And they were able to post their, uh, their pictures after their workout, uh, this, this past, um, on Friday. Yeah, that and was their last workout before getting a week off. Getting the week off. Some of us were even able to kick it in the Monster Factory after. Oh wow! Congratulations. You left too early. Go uh, home. I mean, first off, I thought that the that the squat fest was at six a.m., and I was like, "This is perfect. I'll be back in the office by like eleven to to noon." I didn't end up leaving until like noon, yeah. which was fine. I, we got it all figured out. I'm here today, so that's all that matters. But. um yeah, I mean, Monster Factory is cool. Uh, Kalu Zikbe ran by the uh, the the strength staff of the of the football team while we were all in there for Squat Fest, and and a couple of the uh, the guys who were on the pod last week were looking at him. They're like, "Who's that? Who, who was that guy? Can we get him? Oh, can, like, can, can we add him? He's huge. <laughs> he is huge. But so, and, and I can't confirm. Kalu is is huge. He's a, he's a big. Dude. It's a big strong human. Big strong dude. So uh, yeah. It's kind of all I got, Aaron. You're pretty excited tonight on the PTP. You've got the boys from the TBT, uh, the Nasty Natty. Yeah. Uh, so you you want to tease that a little bit, and and what you guys are gonna are you gonna dive into to their careers that you see and and what they've been doing since, and then talk about the uh, TBT and wrap it all up in a bow. Well, um, we should have roughly about an hour with Kevin Johnson, Kane Broom, and Troy Calpain. Possibly, we'll see if Kevin was able to talk him into it, but possibly a Jacob Evans sighting. We shall okay. see. Um, and then next week, um, as we are covering the Nasty Natty in these group settings, um, we'll have Corey Blunt, Octavius Ellis, Shaq Thomas, and Coriante DeBerry. 
Um, and then after that, uh, should be game time. So um, just trying to get some conversations with some of these old heads. Um, they have every intention of this not being a one and done type team, um, both in the actual tournament and uh, going forward in the future. Um, so they do uh, want to see your support in any way that you can do so as far as um, any type of donations that you can make to help out the team or any type of uh, showing up for like the alumni event as that is uh, like the NIL fundraiser and, and that type of thing. Um, but just keep an eye out for any of those fundraisers. I'm sure we'll get into some of that conversation tonight anyway. So, yeah. uh, My buddy plays for the uh, Purdue TBT team. And I went to some of their games last year. And I tell you what, you look at the Cincinnati roster, and it's it's as impressive, if not even more impressive, than what I saw at the Columbus Regional uh, last year. So um, yeah, you, you certainly have some NBA talent on there with Jacob Evans, with Troy Calpain, with Trey um, Scott, Trey Scott, Jaron yeah. Cumberland, um, Jaren. Yep. Isaiah Miller, Miller off the. If, if he's the sixth man, I, I'd like to know a better sixth man out there. He, he or, won't do that. If he's on that team, he ain't the six man. Can't he's see stuck. him being the six man on that team. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree. But I love those guys. I don't know if they wanted to wanted to do an all Cincinnati starting five. Uh, but uh no, I, I mean what you if, if you go Troy, Jaron, Jake, Trey, Octavius. There we go. Oh wow. Tonk, Tonk I have Tonk, I have Tonk, you gotta you gotta pay for us to put that one up on the screen. I no, <laughs> don't, no don't 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 do don't. it. <laughs> Jokes, but anyway, um, moving yeah. on, moving on on. Uh, so let's go ahead and timestamp this. We'll uh, hop in the mailbag and, and and wrap it up, guys. What do we time this as? Uh, Tonk makes things awkward for okay. everyone. <laughs> Basketball leads to an awkward Tonk comment. <laughs> Any clue what's going on with Keith Williams? I I saw he's in. I. I want to say is it the Canadian league or, or he's he's hooping with some some league. He's been posting some things on his uh, on his Instagram. Um, so he's he's playing professionally. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. But uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, they should be in town next week. So I would guess there'll be a lot of basketball being played. Looks like the Australia, the Nuggets, yeah. Said. The Australian Nuggets. There Good you go. Keith. Good for Keith, man. Good for Keith. Good for Keith. Is is Kane, Kane's not playing on the TBT team, right? He's the assistant coach slash GM. Okay. He's done playing and will yeah. be transitioning to a new position very soon. I don't believe it's been announced yet, so I don't want to. Okay. It is not. So steal his thunder. Yeah. Right. That's hey, that's what we do at BCJ though. What steal people's thunder? No, not not steal. We don't steal people's thunder. Right. (laughs) We do the opposite of that. Exactly. All right. We got uh we got the BBP. I I mean the mailbag lined up. I'm ready. If you'd like to sponsor the mailbag, my DMs are also open for that as well. Lock and load. All right. So, like like we talked about earlier, the mailbag's not super full today. But uh, for so if football, you have questions, you can you can plop them in the chat as well. Yeah, I, I and, put every uh, question for, that we have for a fee. Put every yeah. question that we had on here, but um, as there isn't much, so 
what are your thoughts and opinions on the Big 12 possibly adding Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah? I know we went into detail on that, um, but in the actual mailbag, um, they go on in a little detail. I mean, as a whole, too, not just what their football teams bring slash don't bring to the conference. I mean, you're adding the Arizona markets, um, which I think are big because those are are growing rapidly. Mm. Um, Colorado, you get Denver uh, for all intents and purposes. Although you need to, I want Colorado is kind of de 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 uh, emphasized athletics yeah. a little bit. Uh, they're they're not the same Colorado right. that they were when they left the Big Twelve and went to the Pac twelve. Um, yeah. So I think that would be interesting. And you have the bad blood that still kind of exists mm-hmm. between Colorado and some of those Big Twelve schools. Right. So <laughs> you, awkward. So awkward. <laughs> You're not going to put the next one up. I Is can't that- see it. I I can't even see it. Uh, is that okay. a question? Go. Is is the um is, <laughs> is the um the talks that there was about like what the, I believe was that the California and, and Washington state governor's office was putting out some like law about state schools and yeah, Texas and did the same thing when together. Texas left. Like the state yeah. of Texas did the same thing when Texas left. Like and they just it don't doesn't mean don't doesn't care, mean yeah. shit. It's just a waste of taxpayers' money. Get out of here with that talk. I'm not here for it. Um, I think the big, the biggest thing about bringing Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah is you seal up some of those rivalries that you were talking about earlier that makes college football a little bit more special with Utah, BYU being interstate rivals. You'd have Arizona and Arizona State coming together. Colorado is at least still regionally makes sense with some of those other schools, not to mention adding a Colorado. You'd have that four point where all four of those states make the four points. Um, just something the four corners. They four, call it. Thank you. Um, I was almost there. Um, you were, you were close. Right, right there. Story I just had life. to shove you across the finish line. Story of my life. You um, still had that survivor thing <laughs> in your back pocket though. So guys enough. Stop right now. Or I'm going to kick everybody out of the chat. Just mute everyone. Knock it off. Don't um, make me turn this car around. So I don't know. I, I think there's something to be said for just the regional like what that would potentially bring. Um, although if you add an Oregon and a Washington, that'd just make everything way more fun. Um, have you heard anything about the summer fan fest they announced when the spring game was moved inside? I have not. Uh, if anybody at UC is listening, I JQ. Um, <laughs> if anybody at UC is listening, hit me up if there's any details to be had about the fan fest. All right. Um, any updates on the recruiting front? Also, any new names outside of Thompson, LZ Brown? Thanks. It, it, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> we've covered it on the board as much as we can cover it. Uh, we're just waiting on announcements from Tom or from LZ and Brown. Thompson, it gets the feeling like he's gonna probably play this thing out a little bit more, uh, because he didn't get to take visits on those last couple weeks. Um, Other than that, things are pretty status quo. As always, the recruiting information you seek is on the boards. I'm curious to see what, if anything, uh, this 
realignment may change for guys who either a already recruited to some schools who may or may not get left out in this whole realignment thing or or b guys that were maybe close to a decision and decide to slow play might be interesting yeah uh is there a requirement to have a buzz cut and a beard to be on this podcast i didn't have a buzz cut until 30 minutes ago and brett brett's got plenty of hair that's what my hair looked like up until 30 minutes ago i just i I always do this. Like this isn't new. I just didn't wear a hat today. Why? Because I have no hair and don't need one. Don't need one. Yeah. I, I had my I had my hood up prior to this. You did. Around, That's around the house. Yeah. Another thing about the football re- recruiting, uh, the the Brady Dragish article or story, real quick. That was yeah. uh, posted I by, Steve by Wilfong. Wilfong. Yeah. Pretty pretty awesome. Because I mean, he's he's a guy that just consistently looks like he's going to not only improve and, and as his passing catches up with his his athletic ability i mean it's a got a diamond in the rough written all over it but um i'm excited to see what he's he's able to do once he gets in and and under the tutelage of, of brady and, and and gino and everybody rock and roll chad uh any thoughts on trying to get bill conley on a podcast to discuss anything and everything bearcats and big 12 that's uh that's a dave deal Dave handles national guests for the BCJ pod. Uh, so Dave, uh, Laxcat wants you to get Bill Conley on to discuss anything and everything Bearcats and Big 12. Uh, so that's on Get on it, Dave. Get on it. Get on it. <laughs> All right. Name the starting DBs. Boundary, field, slot, safety, safety. I, I guess that's safety. Safety. Um <laughs> Has anything changed over the summer from the spring or since Squat Fest? Will JQ start by year's end? Um, I think we're all. On Has the anything changed since Friday? Well, no. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think we're all on the record as saying uh, JQ is going to start by year's end. Uh, I think so. I, uh, I think, like, yeah. Boundary, I think, I think is going to be Arquan. Yeah. Field, my guess is Bumpus, uh, to start, but but JQ is going to be. Breathing down his neck there. Mm-hmm. Slot, uh, Taj Ward, Sammy Anderson battling camp. Yeah, I like uh, I like what I saw out of Sammy on Friday too. He's a guy that's mixing with the with all the big. You names. can tell he's he's growing into it. Like he's yeah. he's becoming more confident. He's yep. a little bit more outgoing and and comfortable in his skin and in his yep. role. Um, I, I think he's he's going to put up a hell of a battle. Uh, to be the starter in the slot. Safety, obviously, Javon Hicks. Safety two right now? Oh, that's that, there's so many guys that are going to battle for that spot. But I think if I'm picking right now, uh, I'm going threats. Yeah. Dingler threats seems to be the, the, Dingle, the two that are kind of... Dingle or, or threats or... I mean, I wouldn't count out on Morion. Like right. he, he started to flash a lot more as we got towards the mm-hmm. end of spring. Um, yeah. I think those three guys will be in a pretty good battle. Um, Jaquan Shepard at, at corner as well is another guy who kind of. I, I think he'll be right behind Bush as the number two yeah. boundary. I'll be interested to see if they kind of do the do the thing that they were doing during Sauce's freshman year, where they kind of rotated a little bit more, um, and then once they find the perfect grouping, then stick with that the rest of the way. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not really what they were doing, though, until... Right. It, 
it was more UCF. of just the, that UCF game, but it, it did seem like, you know, playing, tossing Kobe around on either side and, and then Cam Jeffries obviously was what went through his little, little, a lot injury, of that was because Kobe, just, Kobe wasn't working as a boundary, right? Like, that just clearly he, he was more of a field than a boundary. So getting him back to where he was naturally more comfortable, I think was a, you know, a must. And then figuring out what are we going to do at field? Yeah. Um, they eventually landed on sauce. So it's still going to be watching the field competition, watching the competition at slot, watching the competition uh, or nickel, I guess would be more appropriate than slot. And then watching number two safety play out. Like I think those are all going to be things that, you know, will will continue, uh, continue through higher ground. Well, and as much time as he spent here on campus here uh, over the off season, I wouldn't be surprised to see, Sauce line back up at, at the outside again with his last they, year of eligibility. They ain't paying him $35 million. I think my favorite. They didn't get the NIL deal worked out. I thought they were not that one. working on that one. My favorite, that one. my favorite, favorite sauce moment from him being there at Squat Fest was as he's walking by with his free Chick-fil-A and people are like, he's got, he's got free breakfast. He like, he can't pay for his own breakfast. And, Somebody mentions, yeah, he could buy a Chick-fil-A. What are you talking about? And I was like, hey, that's how rich people stay rich. They don't spend their money. And Sauce holds it up in his hand. He goes, damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You want to do this question real quick? Uh, Since football assistants might have some free time, get them on the pod. uh, They they don't have any free time right now. This is vacation time, if anything. Yeah, this is vacation time this week. And then next week, it's... It's full steam ahead towards the season, OTAs, camp season. So I tried a couple times to make things work throughout the summer, uh, but there was a lot that, you know, they were either traveling or schedule didn't match up. Traveling for recruiting, that's what I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried a couple times to to get Gino on and get a couple people on, but schedule-wise, those dudes, that is a – Full-time job, man. It is – you have to have the stars aligned just right. I mean, let's go back to you going on vacation and Andre Morgan hopping on with Brent and I for, what, 45 minutes. 17 missed phone calls. Right. Right. Uh, what are the odds that we'll see Arch Manning playing Nippert against UC? Would you even care if that happened? I don't think he starts his freshman year, so probably not good. Uh, and yeah. I don't think they send Oklahoma or Texas to Nippert. Would I care? I guess. I guess it would be cool. Like, to I get care. To see him. I just want to beat Texas in it at Nippert. Like, that's all I want. I just want to bring Texas in here, get that two thousand what two thousand nine redemption game. A nip at night. Oh, yeah. Man, that was just we win by Ooh. a field goal. That wouldn't that be the icing Ooh. on the cake? Yeah, or they win as with the ball expires. in the air as time expires on a on a pass out. And of they bounds. actually call it game yeah. over. Yeah, kind of like it. Uh, I don't know that carries much. Has Carrie done podcasts? I don't know, but Jones? I would. I'd love to hear his hashtags out loud. Like oh, if he just if he yeah. just read read he just like did the whole like the just whole... read read your tweets where you just have the longest hashtags like go back and he just your... jumbled the words all together so you're still <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out what he, exactly he said you're like wait a minute how'd you write a paragraph with a hashtag carrie <laughs> it's impressive 
Um, so that's that's the football portion of the mailbag. Uh, basketball portion, 2023 recruiting. Are we waiting on commitments from Collier Page and D. Thomas in September and then move down the board from there if necessary? Guys like Jizzle James. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you'll have a better idea um, as we get through July. Again, things start Thursday, uh, July recruiting period. So coaches are on the road Thursday through Sunday. Then there's somewhat of a week off, and then they're back on the road the following week. Um, I think like the 19th through the 24th, 25th, something like that. Um, I'll be out both weekends. Uh, I'm going to Adidas for sure this weekend. Uh, catch Rayvon a couple more times this summer. Um, and there's a couple targets, Adidas targets that uh, I think we maybe need to focus on a little bit more. Um, and then that, that second week I'll be at Pete's Jam. Uh, which is where most of these guys are playing. You'll get a real good feel by that second week who coaches are prioritizing as soon as they hit the road, right? Like, as soon as they're out and about in that final week, like, that's your final push before you start scheduling uh, fall visits. Um, We'll have a pretty good idea on the hierarchy of things between now and you know, the, the 24th, 25th, something like that. Obviously, Collier would be the biggest domino to start falling on any of this. Yeah, stuff. but he's out for the summer, so we're not going to get much of a feel on that. 2024, what, Delquan Warren looked like he was on campus, probably another one of those last second. Yeah, I mean, they're interested. I don't think, you know, it's 2024, so it was unofficial. He just stopped by. Um, I don't think there was anything like major, major to take from it other than um, I know he was there the same day, Rayvon and McKinley there. And they were like, oh, that's that dude from Wildcat Select that can bounce. He's yeah. like six one and just dunks on people's heads. And they so played they against each other in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They played against Rayvon was on the Blue Chips team. I mean, he's got offers from like Alabama and Ohio State. And yeah. Dayton. He's a 2024 to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, totally random question. The Big O used to be at most home games in the old Fifth Third, but I don't think I've ever seen him at the new arena. Any particular reason why? I don't think he lives in Cincinnati anymore. There you go. Yeah, that would be that would be why. All right, uh, that is the basketball portion of the mailbag. There we go. So moving on to the banks portion. Uh, how long would it take you to knock out Tommy Tuberville in a boxing match? It would have to be early because boxing, like boxing, is one of those things, man. You don't want to get you, more down. You can get tired. Punch yourself yeah. out in you know ninety seconds in a boxing ring. Right. So I, I would have to, I'd have to take his old ass out in the first sixty seconds if I'm an rough and rowdy style. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just come in there. I th- those dudes don't have any. They don't have any game. They just they start swinging. I think Brent's got the best the best chance against them though. Why? Biggest biggest punch? I don't know. I Most mean, power. I'm broadest, a lover, not a fighter. Broadest shoulders. <laughs> Would t- Chad? Do you th- you've been around Tommy when he was the coach here? Is he a is he a coach that, that that's in the weight room getting getting a workout in? Or uh, if you consider swinging golf clubs in the weight room, yes. Oh, okay. 
I, I think Brent's got the reach on everybody too. He he might have the yeah, reach. Yeah, that would by, be important. I'd have to go inside. Like I, not I not so much of a reach. You, you wouldn't have much of a reach on me compared to me. But but right. I think you still got me by by an inch or two. <sighs> We'll leave it there. Close. Anyway, we'll leave it. <laughs> uh, rapid fire, popcorn or candy at a movie? Popcorn. 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 Hundred percent. Yep. Are you are you putting the the stuff on it though, like the oh, seasonings? I'm, Just no, I'm hammering it with butter. Hammering right, it with good, butter. Good. Good. Layer uh, up. But I do love nonpareils. Oh, we've talked about that. What's that? Nonpareils are delicious. What are the little they? tiny chocolate things with the white on them. Ah, uh, snowcaps. Yeah, nonpareils. Snowcaps. Okay. Same thing. Uh, for Aaron, pull and pray or abstinence. Jesus, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my God. Get a baby doing three weeks. Also, always go for the gold. Uh, Maker's, Mark, <laughs> Maker's Mark or Buffalo Trace? Buffalo Trace. I guess Buffalo Trace. Like, Maker's Mark's okay. I, I, it, like, if I'm, if I'm going to get Maker's Mark, I would get Woodford. Same price point. I like right. Woodford better. So I'd yeah. go Buffalo Trace. Probably same. So that is the mailbag. Oh, wow. That's Told it. you. Short and sweet. People didn't expect it to be on a Tuesday. I get it. Um, right. So that's kind of where we are. But there's been roughly something over 100 of you knuckleheads in here today. So I'm just surprised we didn't see more questions during the mailbag in the chat. So you didn't have a question answered today that you still have burning inside you. That's on you. Yeah. You, you miss out on is. your opportunity. The the hottest opportunity in the land. Special Tuesday edition BVP. I mean, we could we could it. invoke like the standard rule we've had, Aaron. We can't we can't stop until we're under 75 people. Well, you guys can keep doing that then because I have two kids who've been very good upstairs and have not been fighting. You go. <laughs> yeah. so, so you gotta go ahead. I'm taking business. that I'm taking that as a very small victory, but let's go. All right. Yeah. I, I, it, hey, it was a it was a good one though. It was a good one. Thanks, thanks everyone for hopping in and joining. Uh, obviously, Tonk, uh, if you want to sponsor the, uh, the timestamps, hit up Chad. We'll go from there. Uh, it would it would probably be cheaper than paying no, for no, every no. single one at five dollars. No, no, yeah. If over the course of a, a month, maybe. Depends on how. But many then there'll, there'll be some times that he's busy and he's not here live, so we won't we won't be here to do the five dollars live. Depends on how many segments we had, I suppose. Yeah, it, it's very show dependent. If you had anything to promote, we could actually talk about it with all the five dollars. Good God, not Aaron, not whatever not you were trying. What not whatever you were trying to promote <laughs> at the end there. Aaron, Aaron, they're they've got me a little worried about what the kids are doing upstairs. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> the silence is is scary. So scary, and your internet works, so they're not playing Fortnite. I, I'm aware. Uh, All of these things have already crossed my mind. And you're in yeah. charge, like she's at work. She's at work. Yeah. Tuesday mailbag is like Tuesday Mac games on these. <laughs> that's that's fair. Another good. Mac, thank you for the donations today, man. Clutch. Amen. I love it. Appreciate I you. Completely guys. agree. Love it. Completely agree. Well, hey guys, huge uh, huge thank you to Danco Transmission. Thank you all for for joining in and listening on this special Tuesday edition of the BBP. I, more than likely, I'd say 99% chance we're back Monday night next week, um, unless something crazy happens or a 
random holiday pops upon us. But Monday afternoon, an, 2 p.m. Or if, or if there's an emergency that we have to pop in on to, to cover in right? between now yeah. and then. Oh, yeah. The Big 12 adds 12 new teams. Big 12 Pac-12 merger. Watch Thanks, that. Deanna. We enjoyed it as well. We got to work on Brent. Aaron and I are typically free during the day. The people like daytime BBPs. Brent. Yeah, it's, Brent, it was it was triple digits pretty much the whole show. Interesting. Well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, but, hey, guys, yet again, thanks for listening. Yet again, thank you to Danco Transmission. For uh, good pals, good buddies, guys that now have a little bit of time before their, their late night nightcaps and, and Aaron, your, your PTP tonight. I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, but Hey, for, for Aaron Smith and Chad Brennell, I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. Sip! How are we?